We are in a very, very odd book today. We, um, man, we're, all, we're in 1 Kings today. Uh, we are in 1 Kings chapter 3. Now, this is not where we're supposed to be. Today is supposed to be week two of our series in the Lord's Prayer. Our intention, we are walking through this famous prayer by Jesus. Oh, dang, Gina. Um, this famous prayer by Jesus. We started last week, and today was week two. I had our young friend, Jarrett Harmon, lined up to preach. He's going to preach, Hallowed Be Thy Name. Then everything blew up. We were sick. We're in quarantine. And so we had to change all of our plans. That's the way it's been for the last season of life. We have been in this COVID reality for a year now, over a year. It was last March when the NBA closed and the rest of America followed. I'm going to read 1 Kings now for us. 1 Kings chapter 3. This is what it says, beginning in verse 3. Solomon loved Yahweh. I'll stop right here. The greatest king the nation of Israel ever had was David. Ruled for 40 years. Well, David has just died. The great leader, David, had just passed away. This nation is mourning. And his son Solomon now ascends to the throne. And this is Solomon directly after his father's death. And this passage, let's read it together. Solomon loved Yahweh, walking in the statutes of David his father. Only he sacrificed and made offerings at the high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon used to offer a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, Yahweh appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Solomon, ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said, you have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David, my father. Because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart towards you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. And now, Yahweh, my God, you have made your servant king in the place of David, my father. Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for multitude. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this, your great people? It pleased Yahweh, it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, because you have asked this and have not asked for, lo- your, 
and not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before you and none like you shall arise after you. I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. And if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments, as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. Then he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and peace offerings and made a feast for all his servants. A lot of Bible. Solomon, king in his father's place. His father is dead. And he must reign in Israel. And when he comes to this moment of becoming king, he prays a prayer that stops me in my tracks. Solomon prays and he says, I am but a little child on the throne of my father. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people too many to be numbered or counted for multitude. Solomon, in his, when he's alone and there's no one around, Solomon gets real with the Lord. And he prays, this is too big for me. I don't know how to do this, God. I don't know how to rule over your people. I am a, he says, I'm a little child. Now Solomon is a grown man. He is not a little kid, but he feels like one. It's like starting a brand new job, and you go to this brand new job, and you're not trained yet, and you're scared, right? You're scared, what if I mess up? What if I burn something? What if I break something? What if I tick somebody off? What if, I, what if the boss hates me? That first in the job can be stressful because you don't know. You just feel incompetent and incapable. And Solomon feels that. But his job is so important. He's the king of all these people, and he doesn't know how to do it. Deep in his heart, he's like, Lord, this job is impossible for me. Who can govern all these people? Who can lead this nation well? Your son David did, your servant David did, but I'm not him. I'm just a child. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to come in. I don't know what I'm doing. And this is the prayer of someone who's facing a situation that's too great for him. And here's the truth. There will be times in our lives, there will be times in our lives that are hard to navigate. There are times in our lives where we don't know what to do. And we're living in one of them right now. We're living in a hard time right now. It is, this has been, for me personally, the hardest year of leadership in 20 years of being a leader in God's church. The, the hardest year easily. Harder than India. Harder than pastoring 1,500 people in Waterford, Michigan. Harder than the associate pastor in Fenton, Michigan. This has been by far the hardest year. Why? Because the ground's always shifting. 
And it's hard for leaders, but it's also hard for everybody. Every one of us has been trying to make decisions, and it's been tough. Think about it. What are the decisions we're making as, as people? Should my kids go back to school in person or be online virtual only? It's a tough decision. Should I take the Pfizer vaccine or the Moderna vaccine or the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? Should I wait till the vaccines until later to see if they're all working out okay? These hard decisions. Should I spend the stimulus money on paying back debt? debt? Should I buy something new? There's all these decisions, and they're hard because things are shaking and moving every few months. I don't know if you remember, but last summer, we kind of reopened. We started meeting again, going to restaurants, and then come like August, October, it started building back up, and the world shut down again. We've had two shutdowns. We thought we were done, and we weren't done. This has been a hard season. What do I do? And this has made a lot of us tired. <laughs> we have some young people in our church who've gotten married in the last year. And for those young people getting married, it's been real tough. I have seen weddings have their venues canceled the week before. We've had couples not be able to... When the, when the, when the world first shut down in March, we couldn't get wedding licenses. I was doing weddings like underground, like in secret, like, you know, it was like Braveheart style. You know, don't tell anybody you're married, but you are married. Get out of here. It was crazy. We've had all these do, people, young couples getting married are like, should I wait? Should I get married now? Should I do it with my family? All these tough questions because this season has been difficult. As a church, in Flint City Church, for us, everyone thinks we're stupid. Everybody. My really liberal friends are like, how can you meet in person? You're so irresponsible with the lives of your people. My conservative friends are like, you make people wear masks? You're afraid of this virus? Where's your trust in God? Everyone thinks we're stupid. I've known pastors who have been yelled at no matter what they've done. So pastors didn't open, people got mad left their church. They did open, people got mad left the church. And I'm grateful here at Flint City I've not had that kind of tension or meanness from our people. I think a lot of us know it's hard. And we're trying. Even closing this week, I didn't want to close, man. I, we try to scramble to not close this week. And as we thought and prayed about it, we're like, there's so many people sick. Maybe we should just take a week off and let things calm down. And so we did. These are not easy decisions. In my own heart, I'll just to be honest, show you personally what I'm thinking. I grew up in a, in a world where if you close, you're a wuss. I, I gotta overcome all that negative programming. And I don't, and we're not being wusses today. We're doing what we're doing because we're trying to be responsible with all the information we have right now. We I'm here in this empty room talking at a camera because we love you. And we're trying to do what's best for the most amount of people. And yes, being together, I like it better than this camera thing. I like seeing you. Even if it's only your, even if it's just your eyeballs. Even if you're wearing your secret, it's, it's, we're, all, we're all bank robbers now. You give me the money. Even if it's just your eyeballs, I like seeing you. 
Because this thing called the church, the reason we reopen, the reason we meet, the reason we gather, the reason gathering will always be greater than internet is because we need each other. We need community, people who know us and love us and know our names. We know their names. We believe in gatherings of people, not because we need money. Because even when we meet, we don't take offering anymore. We don't gather for the money. And we don't gather because I need an ego boost. Listen, I can leave this city and go past somewhere else and have more butts and seats out there. We gather not for money or for ego. We gather because there's more to life than air and food. We need community. We need to be loved and known. And as we come out of this pandemic, there's a lot of people coming out of the stink of their houses and people are lonely and they're shook. There's a lot of grieving happening. A lot of grieving. As we come out of the pandemic, do you know how many we lost to opioid addiction during the pandemic? The numbers are astronomical. Addicts fell off the world when we shut the world down. Another pandemic within the pandemic has been abuse, domestic abuse. There are stories that I have heard. I heard a woman told me recently that her, her boyfriend would often grab her, but he would never hit her or hurt her too bad because she had to go to work. She had to see her family. When the world shut down, guess what? No one saw her for a while. So he had free reign. And that's just one story. It's happened. Kids weren't going to school, and for a lot of kids, school is their haven. Hot meals, teachers who care, And that's just hard for us as a church. It's hard for our government. I know a lot of us, a lot of you watching right now, have your opinions on our governor. Big Gretch. <laughs> Listen, she's got a hard job. The CDC's telling her to close us down right now, and she, she's, I am glad I'm not her. And as a believer in Christ, I don't talk trash in our governor. I pray for our governor as every follower of Christ should do. Praying for our governor, praying for our mayor, and praying for our president. Because leading through this stuff is difficult. It's, di it's hard to lead our own family. Can you imagine leading all these ungrateful turds? It's hard. And, and you're not an ungrateful turd, but everyone around you is. I'm just, I'm just, you are too. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's been hard. And, so and Solomon comes and prays, and he's like, I am a child on my father's throne. I don't know how to go in. I don't know how to go out. I don't know what to do. Who can deal with this big issue? There are seasons that are like this. There are seasons where it's hard to know what to do. Some of us have decision exhaustion. We have to make so many decisions so often, we're just tired of all these hard decisions. These seasons happen, and we're in one right now. And if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling worn down, if you're feeling exhausted, you're not alone. I'm feeling it too. All of us are feeling our own ways. We're all in this, man. Ma'am, we're all in this. King Solomon, when he was given the throne, prayed the same prayer that many of us are praying in our deep and deepest hearts. I don't know what to do. And when we're in these seasons of great 
confusion. When we don't know what to do, when we feel like a little kid navigating a big... Dude, there's a thing on social media saying adulting is hard. Uh, millennials and Gen Z say this, adulting is hard. And adulting is hard. I remember when I first went, left home and went to college, I don't know how to I, I don't do my own laundry. I ran out of deodorant, I go buy my own deodorant. It was awful. Adulting is hard. And adulting right now is really hard. There are seasons that are hard to navigate, and we are in one. We are in one. So what do we do when we're in a hard season? What many of us do nowadays is we go to social media, read a random blog by some random person, and we confidently and boldly and arrogantly say, that dude is right and everyone else is wrong, and I love him or I love her, and they're the best, and everyone else is stupid. That's what we do. I read a study from Lifeway Parenting, and it asked uh, parents, where do you get counsel on how to parent? Where did you learn how to parent your children? Where did you get the skills? To, because parenting is hard. The number one answer from self-professing Christians, where people learn how to be a parent, is they take lessons from how they were raised themselves. That's the number one answer. When I want to know how to raise my kids, well, how was I raised? That's number one. Number two, it's family and friends. Number three is books and blogs and podcasts. Number four is pastor, clergy. And number five, with like 9%, was the Bible. We look everywhere else to raise these kids. Same is true for most of our problems, isn't it? When we have problems, we look everywhere but to God's word. But to God. Solomon goes to the Lord. I don't know what to do. Solomon, I don't know what to do. Solomon prays and says, Give your servant understanding. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this? Your great people. God says, Solomon, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? Solomon, Solomon goes, I don't want money. I don't want victory. I don't want glory. I don't want my name in lights. Look, God in heaven, help me know how to steer. Help me, know, help me know how to navigate these difficult times. Just this week, when, uh, we, went, we went online like we're doing right now. We're online. Just this week, I had no message. This threw all my planning into, into, in disarray. I wasn't ready. So you know what I was going to do? I was going to phone it in. Going to phone it in. That's what I was going to do. I went to my old sermons like, I was going to grab an old sermon, preach it like brand new, put some new you know, dressing on it, and be like, bam, I'm out. I looked at the old sermons, and God would give me peace with any of them. There was no peace with any of those old sermons. I'm like, Lord, i got to preach in front of these people. i got nothing. So I put all those old sermons down, and I went and got on my knees with my head to the ground in prayer. And I prayed this exact prayer. With my head to the ground, I said, Father, I am a child. 
I don't know how to go in. I don't know how to come out. Who can lead your people? And I prayed this prayer a few times in my life. It's a prayer I pray when I am feeling it's too big. And it is too big. It's too big. Some of you, no one's here. Today I was supposed to, I was going to come in today, I was going to give flowers to Mrs. Helen. Hey, Miss Helen. Because a year ago today, her husband passed away. We're going to come out and give her some flowers. We were going to just take a moment to mourn with our sister. When she buried her husband of 40 years, the number's wrong, I'm sorry, Miss Helen, I can't remember the exact number. That was a hard time. What do I do? And in the church family, we go through hard times. We, we have, in our church family last year, we've lost jobs, lost loved ones. We've had, we've had love, we, we love moving away for, for different jobs. I have an entire list on our computer, our database called old friends are all the people who have moved away that we still love. Things. I didn't want it to be this way this week. And even if we were together, Miss Helen would still be at home healing because she got the coronavirus just, just, just recently. And when things get hard... And things are too, the water's too deep. I pray this exact prayer. And this, this week I got down on my face and I'm praying this prayer. And the Lord, in his still small voice, told me, preach this. And I said, Lord, this is me and you talking. I don't know how to preach this. And the Lord's like, preach this. Help the people see how to come to me when things are hard. And so the prayer I prayed this week is the sermon you're getting right now. When you are going through these deep waters, we try to navigate those hard times. You need to go to the Lord. You need to go to the Lord and ask for His wisdom. Ask Him, how do I do this? So many of us, we do what we want and ask Him to bless it after the fact. Why don't you ask Him before you blow the car up? Uh, I forget the metaphor. Uh, why don't you ask Him for help? Before you make the big job change. Before you date the guy. As you're working with your child who's having behavioral issues, why don't you talk to God about it before you make the decision and say, Lord, I need your help. I need your wisdom. Without you, I'm driving blindfolded, yo. Someone's like, I need your help to discern what is right and wrong because sometimes it's hard to know which way to go. Now, I'm not talking about sin. <laughs> if you're thinking about cheating on your husband, don't do that. That's bad. Thinking about like robbing a store on the corner, don't do that. That's bad. That's an, I'll tell you what, God, I, I, when it comes to sin, 
We, we, I can tell you what God wants pretty easily. Don't sin. But there are other things that are the gray. What school do I go to? Where do, where do I look for work? How far should I look for work? 30 miles, 60 miles, 100 miles? When it comes to these decisions, seek the Lord. When you're exhausted, when your decider is exhausted, seek the Lord. Solomon's like, God, i got to be the king, and I can't do this without you. You can't be a parent without his help. You can't lead your home. You can't lead your business. You can't lead your finances. You, can't, you cannot lead in these hard times without the Lord's wisdom. You need it. I need it. We need it. And we come to him with humility and we ask for help. That prayer is a humble prayer. I'm a child. I'm a child. It's admitting I'm, I'm, I'm a little kid. I don't know what I'm doing. It's hard to admit that. But it's okay to admit that to the Lord. Because he already knows. There are some times in life that are hard to navigate. You need to seek the Lord for help in navigating. And lastly, God, God loves helping his humble children with wisdom. God loves granting wisdom to his followers. He loves it. What is, when, when Solomon asks God for wisdom, what does God say? God says, because you've asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind that none like you have been before you and none like you shall arise after you. He gives him the wisdom. We go to the book of James. I go to James real quick. So there's Hebrews, there's James, and it says here, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. When his humble children come and ask for wisdom, he desires to, to lead, to guide, to grant that request. I had nothing to preach today. Nothing. I was going to phone in an oldie but a goodie. When I asked the Lord for wisdom, he gave it. This is a prayer I have prayed for years. I prayed this prayer when I first came to Flint City Church. When we first came here and started a church in our living room, I prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, I am a child. I don't know how to come in or go out. Who can reach this city? And listen, I'm not saying I'm perfect. As we've led through COVID, it's been difficult. As a church leadership, we're not always going to get it right. When we're wrong, we will say sorry and ask for your forgiveness. We will. Because humility demands that. But we are trying to seek the Lord week to week, month to month, year to year. And we encourage you, 
as you're going through this stuff right now, as you're going through your own personal battles during this season of coronavirus, if you're feeling exhausted, if you feel worn down, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're a wuss. It means you're a normal person. We're all feeling it. We're, listen, my tank, you know, right now, I'm like an iPhone. I'm like a three-year-old iPhone. My battery only charges 62%. <laughs> like, that's as high as it goes anymore. I'm not factory new no more. I don't get to 100% because it's been a hard year. I go to get a good night's sleep, wake up, 60% looks like it's full green. And by 11, it's like, oh, it's in the red already. Oh, man. Like, that's what his life is like right now. It's tough. That's okay. I know it's going to take some time of real rest to get that, to replace that battery, get it back to 100% again. I understand that. It's a lot of us are that way. A lot of us, we're a little worn down. <laughs> some of you parents, you've had your kids home, homeschooling for a long time. I don't know how I many. That's tough. That's tough. So, we're online right now, and that's okay. We're trying to be wise. We're trying to be discerning of what is the best way to go for as a church. We're hoping to be back next Sunday. That's our prayer, and right this last few days, we've had no new cases in the church family. That's really exciting. We're grateful for that. We're seeing how the number's going to go, and our plan is to be together again next week. When we come back together, though, guess what? We're still going to be distanced by household. We're still going to be wearing our masks when we're together. That's what we're going to do. It's what we're going to do. I just want to encourage you, as you're navigating this hard season, be like Solomon. Go to God for help. Admit. You know what's the hardest thing for a lot of us to say? We have a hard time saying, I don't know. I don't know why. We pretend to know so much. Try to get on your face with the Lord and go, Lord, I don't know what to do. I have a doubt. I'm worried about this. But the point I'm saying is go to God with it. Don't just carry it. Don't overcompensate for it. Don't grab some dumb wannabe journalist article and quote that as truth. Don't do that. Instead, go to the Lord and ask for his wisdom. And he says, if any of you, ask, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach. That's not a genie. God is not a genie. You don't, you don't go, Ooh, wisdom. That's not what's going to happen. Me and the Lord praying for this passage here. It was a good, we had a good little time to pray. It was a good, like, it was a long time of praying. Just, Lord, what to, and, and, and the Lord told me to pray to preach this passage, and I literally told the Lord, Lord, that will never work. That's, that's all, like, the Lord told me what to do, and I'm like, listen, God, we're talk, this is me and you talking. No one's going to care about this passage. It took me, like, three times for me to listen, which is, what are you going to do? God gives wisdom. So we're praying for you, church. We love you. We miss you. We'll be back together next Sunday. Please pray for the, those you know, the people you know that have the virus, keep praying for them. And um, 
Yeah, and we'll be back here together next Sunday. Let's go ahead and, and pray together. We are children. We don't know how to come in, and we don't know how to go out. Who can navigate this pandemic? Who can be right every day? We ask for wisdom, for an understanding mind that can discern between what is right and wrong. Hear our prayer, Lord. Give us a desperate heart, a humble heart that may come to you as children with our head bowed low, knowing that we don't know and you do. And Lord, when we come to you with our head low, with our hearts humble, please give us your wisdom. Without it, we are. We are parched men and women. We are lost without you. Thank you for your word that is true. In Christ's name, we ask all these things. Amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next Sunday.